Do you love human design, but sometimes feel off-put by the gatekeeping and culty vibes? We did too. Here at Human Design Hot Topics, we encourage breaking the human design rules and experimenting for yourself. Take what resonates and leave the rest. We will be sharing the controversial pieces of human design, as well as challenging our guests to spill their guts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Hot Topics, where this time we talk about human design. (laughs) Yes, we had a fun catch-up session, the last one. I hope that that people tell us where they took us for our BFF chat chat time. Yeah, it was was a fun one because we don't really ever on the podcast talk about other stuff but we hadn't spoken in a long time for us so we were just like it just kind of yeah we were like who cares (laughs) because I mean really who does care and now you get to know a little bit more about us as as people yeah it's super fun so we're gonna get down to business sort of for this one um (laughs) Everybody comment on Rebecca's new glasses because they're so cute and I love them. So yeah, that also. But a couple of pods ago, we talked about um, the arrows. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to refer to them as that because I feel like when anyone who kind of knows a little bit about human design knows what the arrows are and most people are very curious. What are they? What? What do they mean? Yeah. And I think it's exciting now that we can talk about them it, like completely separate. It took me a little while to realize that like you, we can separate this thing because the arrows used to be, I mean, they're still intimidating to me, but it, it's presented as something that comes after you learn about a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Um, and if you're not into all that other stuff, then. <laughs> then it's like, you just don't get to learn about it. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't go you have to say there's steps and there's order of operations which I normally want but in this case I don't want yeah it's very interesting and there's been a lot of gatekeeping with this and I I think like from the research I've done and just his teaching right and so there was already this idea of like they had learned this system as like the body graph and so I think part of it was like oh look we had to teach this before we could teach this part and that makes sense because it's substruct like there's a lot Mm -hmm. but I feel like like kind of what we've talked about in the past like things are just shifting and grooving a little differently these days the frequency is shifting so I I don't think you have to wait the seven years and go through all this stuff before you dig into this. I think this part can be super supportive. Mm-hmm. Especially it's so to me, but yeah, I do enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's human design, so it's layers. Hello, that should be human design's middle name is layers. Layers of layers. <laughs> so when you look at the top of a of most body graphs from most places that you get them, you see arrows, and they mean different things. Um, they're called variable or variables. I don't. I say I don't know. I don't know which way to go. Um, but I know it's that's what it means. And they it 
I don't know how I would describe them. How would you describe them as like a whole? Like if someone said, what are variable? Um, it's what's happening under the surface that can help support you to calm your nervous system, to like connect to your energy better, to help you surrender to your design more easily, more gracefully. Well, wow. I don't know what to call it. So good. Yay. I love it. Um, but there's four and we talked about environment and determination, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Last time. Last yeah. Yeah. That's how I, I mean, you were into it before, but I've really gotten into it because of Vanessa and what she posts and how it does feel digestible and separate from the body graph. Like I don't think that it would be great to not know anything about your design at all and go into the arrows because I feel like it helps to know your aura type mm -hmm. probably first. Like just because that like colors it all. So right. and even profile, I think, really kind of sh shapes how the variable are expressed. Yeah, because the color of it, so like the motivation, the determination that we were talking about, that's the color aspect. And that's how there are lines, the one, two, three, four, five, six lines, right? They're they're not it's not lines, it's the color. It's oh. right under the line. Okay. So But there's six of them. Yes. 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 So <laughs> yes. It does. Yeah. So that's where we get to set like, of course, yeah. I mean, I agree. It's like let's start big and and I do think you I'm going to mend what I said at the beginning. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I do think you, it's beneficial to be in your experiment for a little bit before digging into this, but listen to your strategy and authority on when to do it. If you're trying to do it because you think like, if I figure this out, then you're trying to find some kind of mental certainty, like then I'll have the answers. Everything's an experiment. Mm -hmm. If you're just like ready, if you're really feeling drawn to understand this for deeper support, then cool. Yeah. Yeah. Some stuff is stuff about human design is really boring to me and I try to learn it and I try to make myself learn more about it and I'm like well this is boring but other things like the variable kind of pique my interest and I think that that happens for a lot of people because like I said a lot of people and one of the very first questions they'll ask are what is these arrows what do these mean up here I know <laughs> and it's like that's such a loaded question <laughs> I, know. I know it's four arrows and then I go left or right but and I write a black but there's <laughs> a lot happening there yeah come yeah. back in six months <laughs> yeah whether or not it's left or right means something whether or not it's black or red means something is it on the top is it on the bottom like they all mean something but mm -hmm. what we we're kind of focusing on the last time we're going to kind of continue with is just those four and like what they mean, like environment. We did environment. I'm caves, valleys. Mm -hmm. Then we've got, um, determination, um, which mine is appetite and alternating is the piece underneath, right? No, that's based what on if it's going left or right. Okay. Oh, see, it gets like, woo. Because you are set uh, taste, closed taste, yes. open taste, closed taste. And that's the left or rightness of the arrow. Mm -hmm. And like my environment is caves, but I'm selective caves because mm -hmm. my arrow points to the left. 
Yes. Which means nobody come in ever. Like, and blended have- caves is more of a there's like a to me it feels like there's a close-knit people that have like open invitation in and out that feel comfortable in the cave. Mm-hmm. Sean's blended caves, and that's very much him. And I'm very much like good right <laughs> here. Um, so we kind of talked about that and now we're going to talk about the ones on the right right yeah the personality personality conscious it's usually black i guess it's not always black these colors on all the newfangled charts but yeah like a lot of times i'm i love that you left it the like color issues so that when someone says red you know it means red when someone says black you know it means black but it's not like red black on you on your website but if someone says it, it's easier to, like, you didn't make it like purple, orange or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I want to be like, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, personality side, which is also sometimes referred to as unconscious side, conscious con- side. <laughs> okay. See? So hard. It's all good. <laughs> But it's like a lot of times it's referred to as the the part of you that you autom- like you identify with as yourself. And yeah. Then the unconscious side is more like it's harder for you to maybe see that in yourself, but other people can identify it in you. Mm-hmm. Which I think everybody relates to people telling them things about themselves. And they're like, no, that's not me. Like, who are you talking about? And they're like, yeah. that's totally you. <laughs> dang that's on my unconscious side um but yeah so now we're going to talk about view or perspective and uh motivation yeah yeah and they mean kind of what they sound like they mean yeah so (laughs) the view is the bottom right arrow and this yeah the the north and south node has a specific line right like we just talked about and so then this is the color underneath that line for the north and south node and if we think about the whole story of these like the the top left the top subconscious the determination is how you feed yourself with information or food so that keeps you running and then your environment gets you in the correct place so that you meet the correct people. So then you can also see from the correct viewpoint. And so now we have the view, we move over to the view. So we're looking out at the world mm. and all the six the six colors, uh, which we can go through if you want. And it's really fascinating because it just really repeats the themes of the profile lines too. Like there's like the first color for this is survival view yeah and that's what that's what you have and so it's really really very much a one-line vibe like it wants yeah. that you're looking out and you're seeing what's needed to survive and survival totally makes sense with caves which is also a one line so not all of the time but most of the time the the titles of these things kind of make sense together there's some we'll get to yours and the other p1 where it's like i don't like okay Tell me how this fits in with the number, but all right. Well, isn't it, it's like, it's interesting when you start looking at it from the story perspective of the progress of these 
lines and colors too. It's really interesting, which, but let's talk about it. Then we can see how it goes together. Um, so, but you're right. Like it just makes sense. The one, it wants the foundation survival. Uh, so two is possibility. And it's really about seeing the possibility and it has a lot of hope. And if so, if you think about that, like, oh yeah, this is possible. Like that feels hopeful. And then third is the power. So with this power view, you're like seeing winners and losers. You're seeing who has the power and who doesn't. It's Ooh. like trying to look at it from the, from a game perspective. And then four is the wanting. So it basically sees what's missing. Yeah what is left wanting in the situation yeah. um, probability is the fifth color and this one is about like what is probable and this is the one that I have and so it, this has been a really interesting one because we were talking about this like I have probability the transfer of it is possibility which is what Sean has but they have they just sound so similar mm -hmm. but if we think about it from the two and the five that possibility two you know, it has that hopefulness and the probability is about mm -hmm. universalizing something. So the probability kind of looks out and is like, here's what could possibly happen. Or yeah. not, here's the probability of things. Whereas I feel like also possibility kind of looks right in front of it. Like here's what's possible here. Probability yeah. is looking outward and like, let's, let's lay this out. Yeah. And then the sixth one is personal where you're really meant to look through your own lens. Like, so that's the simplicity of it. Yeah. I like how you talked about it that way. And as you said, all of these have what's called a transference, which we've talked about transference before, because all of the arrows, all of them have transference. So there's <laughs> six of them. Each six of them has a transference. This yeah. is why it's like, wow, because there's, there's a lot of words that go with a lot of other words. And I get them like mixed up which level level layer which on we're on but i understand transference to me is similar to not self like that's what it feels like and sounds like when it's described to me it's like the signpost that says hey hold up slow down like what's going on that's making you lean this way when you should be over leaning this way a little bit like it's not bad in fact, it's good because that means you're aware of what's happening. Um, but it's just like, I'm survival and I don't even know what's my, I don't even know what the transference of survival is. Maybe uh, It would be wanting. Oh yeah. Wanting. Which is, I don't know. That's crazy. Okay. So this one is really fascinating to me too, how there's such a thin line between correctness and transference because with survival, you're looking at it and you're like, I know what's needed to survive. It's like very, very primitive, very basic. Like, okay, I'm in my yeah. cave. I need to go get some berries. We're good. And so transference would be the wanting, like what, what is missing? Like kind of freaking out about what you're missing. So you're looking around the cave and you're like, oh my gosh, we don't have any berries. We don't have any food. Um, I got to go figure out how to make this happen. And, and also the four line is very social. It's about the networking, right? It's the network. Mm -hmm. Whereas the one line is just like doing its thing. So uh, this is how I perceive it. Like when you're correctly viewing things, you're looking out and you're like, okay, here's what we need to survive. Let's take care of that. But if you were in transference, it would be a little more 
anxiety producing, I guess. And you would think like, oh, I got to go get these other people to help me figure out how to get the berries. Yeah, maybe I have a skewed view on what I really need and what's really needed for survival versus what is wanted. Mm. Maybe I'm allowing other people to influence what I need versus what I want. Yeah, You know, because a lot of times there's things that you want that you don't necessarily need and it isn't necessarily good for you. You just want it. That's how I... That's what it feels like to me when we talk about this is survival view is clearer and there's less parts and pieces like survival. If I'm trying to think about what I need for survival, it like really narrows down my list of what I need to think about in that moment. And then if it's the other side, if it's wanting other shits coming in, like stuff that might not necessarily be at the top of the list but I've always been very good at prioritizing so I usually am like all right this is important and I can get it to go away um but this and I also it's it can be confusing because it's not like we're not allowed to want stuff like and if you're if your view is wanting then (laughs) for you yeah (laughs) yeah but everybody else can we can all want stuff like that's I feel like not just with human design, but with a lot of other modalities, sometimes like wanting things, especially material things is bad and you should not want anything. You should not crave anything. You should not like the root center, the heart center, the ambition, the adrenaline, those stuff is not, that's how I felt like my whole life. Like those things are bad. Like you don't want, you you can't want anything. Yeah. That's That's not, you're not a good person if you want stuff. And I had a lot of that too, with like so many layers, even thinking about like someone asked me what I wanted to do, like as a teenager. Right. And I felt so guilty. I'm like, well, what I just picked something I thought I should do. <laughs> I can't do what I want. That's selfish. Yeah. I'm thinking like, especially when I got a little bit older, when my mom be like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, like, I don't need, like, what do you, what do you mean? What do I want? Like, and so mm-hmm. I would think of stuff that like I needed and she'd be like, okay. And I would give her a list of like underwear, socks, like things I would need, need, especially when I was like in college. And she's like, you have to list one fun thing that you just want. And I was yeah. very much like, Ooh, this is interesting to think about. I was very much like, no, I can't, you have to need the things that you have are the things that you need. You don't need anything. And I still very much have that view, like, especially more trying to cut down on spending. I'm like, I'm like, Sean listen to me you can't not you can't but when you go into a store and you pick something up do you need it or do you want it and that's how I worded it to him that's so weird that I did that um and it's and 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 because for him he's very much like he just buys stuff he does he doesn't have lists he's not he just goes into store and throws things I know I feel like this is a it's not just to, not to separate male and females but I feel like this is a big male thing to just like walk into a store I never walk into a store that sells food clothing stores sure but like food stores or Target I always have a list always always and I feel like this is just so perfect with the with the views because you have the survivals so you're like yes let's keep it to the basics and he has possibilities so he's like well I get everything this is like, on sale. It's buy 10. That's right. another thing he loves to do. If something is on sale, he's yeah. like, he'll buy 50 of them. And I'm like, dude, we live in a little ass apartment. You can't yes. you think about where everything goes. Yeah. I'm very much like, where does everything go? 
where, how much do we need? What's the bare minimum of stuff we can have to get through this week? Like that's, it's very much, how do we survive? And that really, he doesn't like that. He feels very limited and he feels very much like we're not living life and we're just trying to like scrape by. And for me, lately, especially, I'm like, you know what? We've actually been really easy on ourselves and we've been really spoiling ourselves. So I think we should like really kind of, and that freaked him out. Mm. And I totally make sense because I just like took away his possibilities yeah. and said, you can't have, these are not, these are not here for you. And so I don't know. So what he transfers, well, I don't know if he goes into transference of probability, but he kind of does that now that I think he feels like he needs to not spend money. He's like, <gasps> I think it, he doesn't, he's not into it. And I'm very into it. I'm like, yes, <laughs> save $2. Awesome. That's the other thing. Like when it comes to saving money, if like he saves 50 cents here or a dollar here, or when I do that, he does, that doesn't make sense to him. He goes, he, I'm saving 33 cents. Who cares? Yeah. I'm like, you're not looking at the big picture of how you do this regularly and not only do you save more money than you think but you also get into the mindset of saving and that doesn't hurt and because for him like saving is painful like don't do it to me it feels very dramatic because I'm like dude we have an apartment we have our dogs like we have a car I'm just asking that we don't like go overboard on snacks (laughs) and like treats and stuff yeah yeah so interesting and then I just bought like drumsticks and ice cream at the store because it was on sale and I was like I want this (laughs) but I know that I did it and next week I'm like all right you have to really chill out on the snacks and the treats I feel like stuff like that is okay especially every once in a while I mean it's on sale is probably what less than ten dollars right yeah but we're at this place now where what I don't know without like being too personal about our finances and stuff I feel like we went a little far without talking about money we talked about money before but we just don't talk about it very often and now we're in this place where I didn't I thought we were a little bit better than we are and so now I'm just like freaking out a little bit in my head but also like trying to remain calm and you know, just think, take things as they come and not like go too far into the future. Cause I've been really future casting a lot because yeah, I'm just like, and see, that feels like the wanting to me, you're looking at what's missing. You're like, you're looking at the bank account and you're saying, all of this is missing. This yeah. is what we have. So then you're focused on that. that is- so what do we do? So this is why it's so great to understand this, to like, just have some observation of this because if it like even so this example right and it's like oh you realize that you have transferred to wanting you're like mm-hmm. focused on what's missing instead of the survival aspect of like what you actually have mm-hmm. so then it's about shifting that perspective and looking at what it is that you do have like what is actually needed to survive what's you know just like gratitude practice probably would be helpful yeah, yeah. That stuff. I do tend to do a lot of that stuff. I picked a new card, a new oracle card for September, and it's all about surrender. So I've been doing a lot of surrender mm-hmm. meditations and 
like were thinking thinking. about surrender and the card says rock bottom on it too and I didn't like that I was like I'm not at rock like this doesn't make sense I'm not at rock bottom although I ugly cried to you yesterday so but I I I think I need to shift my view like rock bottom is not like the end of the world it's just the place that you need to be to like crack your heart open and surrender and the whole card is talking about how like that's a good thing and learning to like really crack your heart open is the mm-hmm. card talking I don't really talk like this but you know um uh is like not terrible like these are good things to do for yourself and so and surrendering and all this other shit so that's what I've been focusing on which make kind of to me make sense because surrender kind of goes with that like letting go of the stuff that I can't control and the superfluous wanting things Mm -hmm. and just focusing on the survival stuff which it's it's funny because I've always ever since I was a kid even before human design I've always like had this I would tell myself like what I need to pump myself up like you've always been okay like you've always made sure you're okay like you've always been you're surviving you're always good like nothing you always think that the next like something's gonna happen and then you're gonna be homeless I don't know why I have this weird feel of being being homeless I've never been homeless mm-hmm. I've never even had to share a room <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know why it's a very odd feeling that I have that all of a sudden I'm just gonna be a homeless person and I have to remind myself that most of the time to get there is a series of decisions, not just one. Right. So I have to remind myself that I'm not going to accidentally like just be homeless, most likely. Yeah. Most likely. No, I mean the chances that are so like there'd have to be something weird that happened. Yeah. Would- and that that goes for all things that freak people out, like that really scare them and give them the fear that stops them from doing things is usually it takes a series of decisions to get to a major change in your life. Like it doesn't just say, it's not just one thing that just goes bloop. Like you have to make a bunch of choices or a few, several choices. So you usually have time to like evaluate and go, okay, you know, if I keep going this way, maybe that's, then I will be homeless. But if I don't, then I'm good. And I don't know. It's just, that helps me to remind myself that because I have this weird thing where I feel like I'm like I said I'm gonna accidentally fall into some sort of bad situation. I don't know why. <laughs> All right, well let's talk about yours because I like yours, and it's cool how, like we said, possibility and probability. First of all, they sound the same. So you sound exactly the same, and my. <laughs> who studies statistics I asked him one day I'm like what's the difference and like from a statistics perspective and I don't even remember what he said because it still sounded like the same in my head (laughs) so they're different but and they're actually apparently the opposite of each other because they're they're each other's transference so they're real different apparently well and I think about um I think about like the grocery store example like you were saying Sean goes in and is without a list and he's like yeah, I can create possibilities out of this thing and I rarely go with the list anymore that's partly because life is just like I used to be very list oriented and be a lot more organized but being a full-time single mom will change your brain chemistry so I'm like whatever yeah and now 
I, I can see it a little more like I'll walk in the store and it's like what do we what are we doing for dinner tonight like we're probably gonna do this or mm -hmm. it just kind of having those weird options out there and yeah I don't know, I feel like I'm still kind of unpacking this one for myself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. understanding how I see it myself but I have caught myself saying probably uh, more often since I started mm -hmm. studying this like okay well which possibility is which number two and pos is possibility yeah two possibilities two probability is five five okay so if we think about it from that perspective too like five is um universalizing a message like it's here yeah. to spread something out and so um that's where I think like the possibility would look at something and say it's possible I can make something out of this um whereas like probability I feel like looks at the whole store like it's probable I can find dinner in here yeah yeah I think probability is more feels more cal not cal not calculated in a bad way but calculated in a like I've organized my thoughts some about this and this is like more lot almost more like logical like you're using logic to decide like what's the most likely scenario and possibility to me is a lot of the times one scenario isn't more likely than the other like they don't really remember how I told you that Sean has like this issue when we talk about like certain things he will um he jumps on like the bandwagon of like the one odd weird thing that could possibly happen yeah and I'm I'm like babe that's what it feels like to me is possibility is like but what about this and he's very much like I've told you he makes me shut the windows really because he's afraid our dog's gonna like fly out the window somehow and I don't get how that's gonna happen he's like babe it could happen and anytime we're talking about anything or anytime any situation comes up he's like but this could happen and this, and I'm like, but think about the odds of this happening. And I'm not probability, but to me, that makes sense. Way more sense to like go, okay, anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, technically it's possible that your kid, your dogs. But what are the odds? Run out wings, right? Like, yeah. sure. There's a possibility of there. Is it probable? Are they probably going to do it? No. But the <laughs> fact that there's a possibility means something. Means, means we have yeah. to think about it it has to be there for us in and, all situations that's so funny I never really thought of it like that yeah and so it's really cool though when you start thinking about this it's like well that's great that he has that viewpoint because then yeah. he's probably thinking of things that you or I wouldn't consider especially you with survival right like you're looking in front of you like this is the basis what mm -hmm. do we need more of but then this two possibility kind of brings us out of that and starts to expand our horizons a little bit which is yeah cool. He has brought up sometimes certain things sometimes that a different possibility of a way thing can turn out something could turn out and then it goes that way and I was like oh cool I didn't I didn't see it going that way <laughs> um but yeah usually it's funny because like and it because it's interesting because he's a generator so I try to get him into like yes no must be getting a big cloud out there oh, um I like looked down at my paper and looked up and the whole light shifted yeah it must have been a big big ass cloud there now it's going away um <laughs> And I know right so I think sometimes when I try to do yeah this is interesting because sometimes when I try to do yes no with him he has a hard time or like two options 
because he's a generator I'm like oh he has to have two options like I have it in my brain that he only has to have two options and sometimes he struggles and it I was like he's not doing this right he's not doing the generator yes no cipher thing but I didn't think about the fact that possibility makes him feel comfortable with maybe more than two so maybe I should practice with more than two see how that goes yeah I know I always just thought like he, cause he doesn't care, think about human design or, or care about it too much or anything. So I've asked him like, what is your, what does your body feel like when you're making these decisions? Like the other day we went to, did I tell you this where we went to the park and there were cops and he no. was like, where's this park? And there was a cop and they were outside the park and he was talking to a guy at a car. It seemed like a very isolated thing. Like there wasn't a lot of cops around. It didn't look like anything was happening. There were still people using the park. And we get there and he's like, we're going to go somewhere else. And then I said, okay. He's like, I, we just, we're going to go somewhere else. Are you okay? We're just going to go some, like he was very much adamant about it and is already driving somewhere else and almost seemed like agitated, like he did not want to be there. And that doesn't normally, he's usually, that never really happened. I was like, yeah, I was like, cool. Where do you want to go? And so we go to another park and we're walking. And I said, when that happened, like what what did, why did you decide that? Like, what did it feel like in your body? He's like, I didn't feel anything. And I was like, okay, well, why did we leave? He's like, I saw the cops and I just knew there, there could be stuff going on there. I didn't want to deal with it. Like I already knew another place we could go. Like, I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to deal with it. I'm not sure. Huh? There's, there's a possibility of drama. Yeah. <laughs> what are the possibilities going on that part? Oh, we're going to go somewhere else. My mind I don't know why I like the probability so much, but in my mind, I was like, odds are probably nothing. But I totally was like, we're going where you're going. And it was a great walk. And, but it was very funny because when I asked him, like, what were you feeling in your body? And he was like, that's not a, like, what are you asking me? <laughs> like, he couldn't, mm. that doesn't make sense to him. And I think it's because for most general generators anyway, and manifesting generators, especially if they're sacral, Sometimes they have trouble with the sacral response, especially if they haven't yeah. are used to paying attention to it or caring about it at all. I feel like a lot of times they either dull it down or make it to where it's not a thing. Like this yeah, is the thing. Stopped listening to it or got yeah. So I'm going to keep trying to do that when I see him make choices. I'm going to be like, why did you do that? And maybe, at, or like, did you feel anything? I'm trying not to piss him off. I don't think I will. <laughs> He's, he's normally fine with this stuff, but at that point, I think he was just like, what do you mean? And he asked me, he's like, did you feel something? And I was like, no, I felt something from you because you seemed very much like we have to get out of here. Like this is a dangerous situation. So I felt this is a dangerous situation. We need to get out of here. Cause a lot of times his energy to me feels like the boss and my energy feels like going along for the ride. Two four sacral generator uh rulership. Yeah. Which is what it is. Yeah. He's the boss. <laughs> and it feels better for me that way. And I used to think that that was bad or wrong because like I like you have to be the boss. Boss babe, boss bitch. You have to be the boss of your life. Like you're the boss. Oh, CEO of everything. <laughs> and I think watching Travis lately too has helped me realize that like I don't need to be the boss <laughs> or like in well, and- charge in the way that people other people see it yeah and how beautiful too to have this generator and he's like 
I want to put my energy over here. It's like, okay. I mean, you don't, you don't have the sacred, you don't have the energy. You're kind of. Well, it's been hard because he very much looks to me for choices. Like when we have, and I, but I think it's because I'm the wife and he's the husband and he's going, oh, I want to make sure she's happy. I'm cool with whatever we do. Let's see what she wants to do. He's just trying to be nice because we're in a relationship. And I do the same thing. I'm like, no, what do you want to do? That's, I mean, it's a very common situation, but I'm trying to get, not get him, but allow him to see that the, he can make choices and I don't have to, he doesn't have to ask me. Like that park thing was a perfect example. He didn't look at me and go, can we go somewhere else? He said, we are going somewhere else. And I said, okay. and lately he's been a little bit better at that about like telling me what's happening rather than asking me if it's okay and that stuff for the most part I'm like yeah this is cool that sounds good well do you want to explore the power in personal a little bit I mean I don't have experience with it I don't know but anybody with either of those but we talked about the other yeah yeah start with one and tell and give him a little bit of facts i'm going to check on my pinto beans real quick my timer went off i just have to stir them i'll be back in two seconds okay so the power is the three color and that's again the one where you are looking at who's up and who's down where are the winners winner where are the losers um you're like always measuring where the power is and then the transference of that would be personal which is seeing through the lens of self like you're here to really look through your own eyes and to to share your own perspective and to see that so it's interesting thinking about the transfers of that because the power you're looking out at like who has the power and so if you're transferred then you're like in the personal of me like I wonder if it would transfer to to that personal of like you making yourself the one with the power like I'm curious because again I haven't seen this one play out so if anybody has either of these views and you have stories you want to share let me know um because so they're the transference of each other personal and power yes yeah that makes sense but like with power view like you said you're looking for the power outside of yourself maybe the personal transference is like searching like making having to find it inside of yourself oh yeah like I'm curious because um yeah because again you're looking out so if you are power view but you are in transference like then are you focused more on yourself than on the outside and then vice versa Mm -hmm. with personal view I can imagine this would be an interesting one to have because in our society it's like kind of narcissistic to look through your own view or like you were saying Mm -hmm. or like you can't want what you want um so and I could see how that could be a little vulnerable in ways too so you would transfer to power like well who has the power where is the power how do I get into the position of power yeah yeah they don't feel like they have it themselves so they're looking for it huh that's totally interesting and I like that you said because there's multiple parts of the of design that tell us that it's okay to think about yourself and be selfish generators and manifest generators are the largest category of people that should lean to the selfish side because you're here to do what you love to do the views sometimes like you said personal view that sounds very much like hey this is about me um the crosses incarnation crosses left right yeah (laughs) like ego like all these pieces are telling you it's okay to care about yourself a lot and to want things and to think that you're really 
fucking awesome and cool. Well, <laughs> this always makes me think of yourself. Yeah. Because Vanessa Henry, the ego manifester with personal view, right? And I'm like, wow. Oh man, she is. I, I knew she was an ego manifester. I didn't know she had personal view. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just really cool watching her with that. And I'm like, that must have, that could have been really difficult growing up. I imagine. It like must you still be a little bit of a trip. Well, yeah. Like you're all strong-willed. You're looking through your own personal view. Like people are, she's probably triggering people all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think probably for her, she's not, not just gotten used to it, but probably understands it way more because she's had to deal with it her whole life. Like, so she, you get to the point where you're like, okay. And she has boundaries in place. Like, yeah, you can't can't just DM her on Instagram, which I think is smart. So, Uh, but the other thing to think of with this view is if your arrow is left or right. So if it's left, you have a focused view and if it's right, then you have the peripheral view. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Oh, we talked about me. I said I was, you said I was focused, didn't we? We did. I think we did. No, you're, you're peripheral. You're right. You pull up my shit faster than I pull up my shit. Do you have it like right there? You're yeah. so amazing. Like I'm, I'm like searching through the photos on my iPad. I took a picture of it somewhere at some point. <laughs> I would tweet a picture of cookies and my dog. I'll find <laughs> this thing. And she's like, so no, you're peripheral. So I'm peripheral. Yeah. Peripheral. Which yeah. makes sense. I like that because to me, when we talked about like the collective and being like the spaceman and seeing from the, but then my inner vision is like, kind of like over here and here. That's so interesting. Okay. Um, it's fascinating looking at all. And then I feel like this requires the disclaimer, which we might've talked about in a previous episode, or maybe it was a personal conversation where this is the arrow that has been dubbed the manifestation arrow. We have not talked about this. Very and much. so now hopefully you can see how that is not what's happening here, but I can also yeah. see why she kind of created that wording. It was mm-hmm. genius marketing on her part. I'll give her that. Yeah. So yeah, if you run into the language of specific versus non-specific manifester, first of all, that's confusing because that's not, we're not talking about a manifester type. Yeah. You're ta- when this, these terms can, can, when you're using these terms in the way that this person intended them to use, it can be about any type, but it has the word manifester in there, which really just jacks you up. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like the action of manifesting your life, which everybody yes, yes. He says if your arrow's left, then you're specific. You got to make a list. You got to get really clear. I want a red car with four doors, and I can see it outside my house. Yes. (laughs) And if you're right, you just got to feel it out and check. For me, it's whatever's more comfortable for you. Sometimes it's I've played with both because I don't. It doesn't matter. It's it's pod to me. It's all positive thinking. It's all, what, um, how do you want to feel? What do you want in life? Think about those things. Like, how is that bad? If this resonates with you, then do it. Like, whatever. Um, yeah. It just bothers me because that's not what it is. Like, yeah, yeah, she's correct. It's not what it is. It's not a, it's not a bad thing, but it is not at all what, what the language or what any of it was intended to be. Yeah. It was just kind of hijacked to be this thing. And if it wouldn't have gotten so popular it wouldn't have really mattered like no one would have really cared but it really got like super crazy popular for a second 
it's right up there with like when all that side reel stuff got popular oh, and I was oh. like oh my god yeah. this is gonna ruin human design I don't want to be an MG um, but I think it, that one disappeared as quickly as it came that was a really goodness. <laughs> now I've realized that with with human design just like with any other modality or anything that becomes like really popular relatively quickly there's parts and pieces of it that just kind of out of nowhere and, and you're like what the hell does this mean and then it goes away like yeah. there's still people that look talk about side real or side real I don't even know how you're supposed to pronounce it I don't either um Sid real I don't know I've heard it pronounced so many different ways but like you said it just kind of disappeared and I feel like this specific versus non-specific manner manifestor thing has also kind of quieted down a bit, quite a bit since it like flashed out there but it's still something that people will bring up a lot and manifesting in human design is not the same as manifesting in all the other modalities you've heard it manifesting in those ones is calling things in manifesting in human design is putting things out like that's the easiest way I think can think about it yeah it's mechanical it's it's like makes it makes more not to say that it's logical or because it doesn't have to be logical but it makes more logical sense to me it's putting things out into the world manifesting yeah because we think about the throat as the manifesting center like yes defined what is it connected to that's what you're creating that's what you're manifesting you and i are manifesting our beliefs yeah creating manifesting in this sense is are essentially it's very similar the same i don't know you know me, I don't like to say something is black or white. Like they're, they're together. <laughs> if you're creating something, you're manifesting something. That's how it goes. But a lot of times another speak manifesting is I want this thing. I'm calling it in and it's not bad. They're just different ways that the word is used. And yeah. it just gets confusing. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause yeah. you don't really want to talk about, uh, to me, it's hard to talk about manifesting and not be talking about manifest doors like it's yeah I get you <laughs> all of this with the view um this sets you up for you to be correctly motivated mm-hmm. so do we want to talk about the motivation in this one or do we want to save it I think we should save it because we've already talked for like what 45 minutes probably. yeah cliffhanger cliffhanger motivation is one of my favorite ones because mine makes me feel like a hippie floating through flowers it's really one of the few parts of my design where I'm like I feel special and like I'm better than you guys but that doesn't mean I understand it at all because it's a very big energy when it comes to motivation innocence we can just say that I'm innocence this one over here is fear Um, fear so I feel like so scary my motivation makes me feel like a professor in a blazer with elbow patches and a pipe. But we want you to think, what have you heard that or read that for the first time? What's my motivation? I'm fear motivation. Wow. Gosh, does that sound scary? Does that sound not very fun? It does. But that's not what it means. That's not no. what it is. No. And Rebecca has been like an integral part of me real understanding that. Because there's a lot of times when human design language will turn me off and I'm like, I don't like this thing. And that has a lot to do with a lot of the variable, the language turned me off. But when you explain it and when like people like Vanessa explain it, it doesn't sound, it's just the same as we've always talked about. Ra uses this language that is like, yeah. it's, it's, it's and he meant, typically labels it for the not self. 
So it will trigger you. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, son of a bitch. I didn't know that. Okay. So yeah, he's trying to mess with you with the choice of words, but not in like a mean, evil, like monster way in a, this is how he best gets his energy out and is his authentic self is by being shocking. It's in a gate 51 manifester way. That's it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's why sometimes this wording can be gnarly, but it's not what it is. So and um, next say yeah. like, um, definitely tune in because one thing that really hit me when I was reading a lecture on projectors, Ross said that the same way generators get that consistent guidance from their sacral, like the sacral is constantly responding to life. They get that daily, like automatic guidance. Projectors get that with their motivation. Ooh. So this is how we can really tap in and connect deeply to ourselves and our inner authority, especially as mental projectors. Like we're kind of hanging on to whatever we can. So this is a huge part of grounding yourself in your body. Ooh. I love that cliffhanger. All right. So you don't want to miss the next one. When we talk about all of the motivations, not just our own, but a lot about our own because personal experience is our jam. Okay. Thanks guys for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to rate and review because that helps us help more people. Is there something you want to hear? Let us know your idea might be our next episode.